It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Block Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session. Yo Gotti goes on the Breakfast Club and talks beef with Young Dolph. Keisha Kaor admits she has children, and Cardi B and Offset from Migos are engaged to be married. What's good, you guys? It's your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John O'Bello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. <laughs> I'm totally convinced that he's been practicing this. <laughs> sometimes I just, sometimes I feel up to it. Like, should I just keep going with the music or, you know, should I just catch a breath? But sometimes I'll be like, damn, are you going to let me pass out? you going to let me keep going, Thompson, over here to the bed? Like, John, you got to be on the air. John, are you there? Are you there? What's up? What's up? <laughs> yes, yes, because, you know, I'm dramatic, and you're dramatic, too. So it'll be a wrap. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing on this Sunday? Oh, God, I am Tired. <laughs> I know y'all. I know y'all get tired of hearing me complain about how tired I am, but a nigga is really always tired. Like y'all don't get it. Like, I mean, y'all understand. I know I'm not the first person in the world to like have two jobs and go to school. You know, because you know I, I have a full time job. Of course, I take the podcast seriously, and then I'm in school as well. So it's just you know trying to handle all three. I don't know how you do it, Angel, with a kid and a husband, honey. It's just lower. But um, mm-hmm. I'm tired. Today was, like, it was chaotic at my job, and I was up to 3 o'clock in the morning uh, working on school assignments. So, But luckily, I'm done. I'm done until tomorrow. Then <laughs> 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 it's all, all new schoolwork. So, uh, but I'm just trying to stay on top of it, and, I'm, you know, I'm proud of myself. I just can't wait until, you know. Niggas get, got that young degree. I know it's going to be years from now. I got a long way to go. But, uh, Don't worry about you know. it. The <laughs> it, 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 only thing that matters is, you know what I'm saying, that you get it. It's people like my auntie, she went back a couple years ago, got her master's degree, and she's in her late 50s. So, mm. you know, it's just like, you know, it don't matter. You just be thankful that you finally got, was like, look, I really just need to get this degree. Like, I'm ready now and that you're doing it, you know. So just keep it up. And when shit gets frustrated or frustrating, you know, just keep thinking about where you're going to end up, you know. So, and just mm. push. Like, I even wanted to tell you guys, um, you know, I totally feel where Jen is coming from. I had to take a math test. And my teacher just had us doing all of this stuff in uh, this accounting course. So I took the accounting course, and, I, I like, we were able to take the test twice if you manage your time correctly. So the first three days, uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I took time to, I mean, yeah, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I took time to, you know, um, try and get the work done. It took me until Wednesday to finally 
take that exam. And when I looked at my grade, I had like a D plus. So I was like, oh, my God, like I spent all of this time. And, you know, this is about my grade because in a class I had a C, I mean, an a, a, a 95, a solid A. And I'm like, okay, well, if I get a, you know, a D on this on this paper or an F, that's gonna bring my grade down, and that's exactly what it did. So I'm like, damn, all this hard work, and now I'm now at a solid C now, you know, 78%. So that pissed me off. I was like, okay, well, we have an opportunity to do this over again, and so I just took the test over again, and uh, it took me until yesterday to finish it up, but I did, and I got an 86%. So, yeah, my grade went back up, back to that A. And so, yeah, but it's just about keep pushing and moving forward. School is, mm-hmm. is not easy. And, you know, if it was, everybody would have degrees, you know, and be out here yeah, with bosses, of course. you know. So it's not easy. But just, you know, look at those who are in school and, you know, take advice yeah. from them and, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions at the end of the day. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's, it is hard. <laughs> It's a couple of things. Like, I would say I'm just so blessed to be around, you know, to be as close with so many people who are educated like you and, you know, Marcus mm-hmm. and Victoria and Brandon. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like all my friends, you know, to, you know, have went to college and have college degrees and stuff like that. And um, also just in, like, my, my job, you know, the kind of people that I meet. And then also, like, doing you know, schoolwork and taking quizzes and tests and studying, when you actually completed something, that's like the best film in the world, especially when you can yeah. tell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels so fucking good. It's like, wow, I really feel like, even though I'm 26, I'm like, you know, a college student again. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I know, you know, we're going to ride this off together because we're still going to be doing this podcast, you know, <laughs> four years from now when, uh, yes. you know, I have a degree, you know, so. I'm going to be like, wow, I'm so stressed. Right. And I'm going to be thinking about how stressed out I was. And, you know, I can't wait to get to that final point. But I know it takes time like everything else. What's going on with you, Miss Angel? Nothing much. Just uh, went to a Halloween party yesterday that was super fun. So I went to Shatavia's house, Jeanne, and you already know. My favorite favorite cousin. I know it was lit. I got shit-faced. It was bad. We was playing playing beer pong, but we was playing it with, like, Patron and uh, all of these, like, uh, what was it? It was Patron and Ciroc and, um, and Jose Cuevo. Oh, my God. So it was just crazy, and like all it was only adults, like uh, after the kids was and stuff. And man, I got so messed up, I blacked out. <laughs> oh god! I know. Sam was like, "Damn!" I'm like, "The last time this happened to me was like four years ago." So that shit is crazy. <laughs> like I felt I'll, that I'll bad. Savia brewing yes. limes at her parties. Like, oh, I've had some of the worst experiences at her parties, but it's always a great time. You just gotta, you just can't be peer pressured, you know? Exactly, exactly, exactly. If you say, just say no to the liquor, because she right, was. Right, right. Well, you, well, you know you fucked up, just stop, honey. Drink some water, because you keep passing your drinks and, you know, honey, like. Yeah, but, but anyway, yeah, it was it was really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. So yeah, other than that, um, didn't do too much else. Had a good time, and now the weekend is over with, and it's time to get back to reality. So, <laughs> so that's it. But um, 
Guys, before we go into those topics, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and of course, this podcast from Blog Talk. Tag us in those confessions. Confession the number two, us at gmail.com, and tag us in that drama. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Jeanne, hit them with that question of the day. Absolutely. Confess the question. <laughs> Confess the question. <laughs> Is it okay for gay men to use the word bitch as a term of endearment with women? Confess the question. Is it okay for gay men <laughs> to use the word bitch? As a term of endearment with women. And let's get into those hot topics. Yes. So you all know I'm like a huge fan of podcasts. I listen to so many different podcasts, especially like, you know, hip hop, genre inspired and and you know, black podcasts and some and specifically ones that target like my demographic, you know. Um anyways, one of my favorites is lip service with Angela Yee. Um, if you all don't know who Angela Yee is, she's one of the hosts on the Breakfast Club Morning Show. You should know who the fuck she is because she's everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like the only woman on the show. It's uh, her, Charlamagne the God, and DJ Envy. Um, but she has a she has a podcast where it's like basically it's like a a show where she gets like celebrities, like you know these big celebrities, to talk about their sex life and to open up and you know just keep it real and just you know talk about like past relationship experiences and you know. Status quo and you know maybe stuff that may have been like taboo to talk about in, like regular interviews, but they're always so good because she gets she is she's a great interviewer, you know. And I take notes because it's like she does enough. Like she asks questions, but she don't go all the way in, you know what I'm saying? And it's like she plays nice and she is politically correct, but at the same time, it's like she's not gonna like baby you. And I love that. Like she's one of my favorite interviewers because it's like. She and she's a fact checker too, which I fuck with. Because it's like somebody says something, she'd be like, "Well, you know, I read so and so and so and so, so and so." You know what I'm saying? So I think it's dope. But anyway, you guys, uh, Salim Roberts, uh, who is a boutique owner in Philadelphia, he also has a book that's coming out, and that's why he was on the show. Oh, I wish I knew the name of the book because it's it's so good. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and listen. So I mean, it, it sounds so good. Because um, it just came out or whatever, um, but I'm going to end up listening. I mean, end up reading the book. You know, one of these days. But um, yeah, he was on the podcast. So he talked about like his Hollywood connections and like admitting like men in. Um, he admitted seeing like a transgender woman hook up with a top R&B singer like today. Um, he also said that um, Usher. Well, he didn't say he. And with he didn't say anybody's name specifically when he's talking about like as far as like sexual stuff, but he's hinted and it's like to the point where you know what he's talking about. He was like he was like a top army singer who recently um was found to have herpes or is rumored to have herpes. Um <laughs> he knows for a fact yeah, he was like he said he knows for a fact that uh he likes to be waxed and massaged only by men. He also said that he was at a sex party with an R&B singer who is known to be violent. So if I said an R&B singer who's known to be violent, who would you think of? Chris Brown. Of course. And um, <laughs> an older rapper who smokes weed, who's known for smoking weed. An older rapper, who would you think of? Yes, Snoop Dogg. Okay. And so he was like, they were at the sex party, but he said he left before the party happened because um, he was like, the person at the door was like, if you're not fucking get the fuck out. And so he was like, uh, I don't think I'm ready. So he left. Um, 
He also said he got kicked out of Jamie Foxx's sex party, too many men-to-women ratio. Um, like, it was more <laughs> men than it was women, so he got kicked out. He also talked about um, how he met Nicki Minaj and that he feels like Nicki Minaj is also a very insecure woman. Um, she's not a girl's girl. Like, she don't really fuck with, like, boss bitches. Like, she's a hater. He said that she always works on, like, clothes sets. And um, one time, her and Meek Mill, who's, like, um, one of his, like, clients at his boutique, because um, he has, like, a big boutique in Philadelphia, like I said. And um, she came with Meek Mill, and she made everybody except for, like, him. And, and she was trying to kick everybody out. Like, including him. He was like, well, no, I own this motherfucker. Like, I'm not leaving. Like, she tried to kick them all out so she can go shopping. Like, wow. that's crazy as shit. Um, he, she, he also said that Sunny Carter is known for being, like, a whore. Like, he was just saying, like, she has miles and miles and miles on her pussy. Cool. She's fucked everybody. Sunday, you know Sunday from Basketball Wise? Or if mm. you've ever seen um, the movie, what is the name of that movie? With, uh, with Bean. What's Bean's real name? Why can't I think of nobody's fucking name? Bean. And she was like, uh, what is, what's her famous line? Where she was like, I hate you. I hate you. Stay <laughs> property. Stay property. Brown skin, really pretty. And she like ghetto as fuck. And she was on the movie Stay Property 1 and 2. She was Bean's girlfriend. I know you've seen Stay Property. That's like a no, I haven't. Mm-mm. Angelica, you really be stressing me out sometimes. You really do. Like, you have to watch State Property. Like, that is like a movie that is like a requirement as a black American is to watch um, State Property. But anyway, How old is it? she's old. It's old. It's old as fuck. It came out like 2005, four, some shit like that. Um, But yeah, so she started that, and she also was on Basketball Wise LA. And also, he had me say he had sex with Ray, not Ray J, but Ray from Love and Hip Hop, the fat, light-skinned one, twice. And then um, they had some beef because I guess he was talking shit about, Ray was talking shit about him to Sunday, and then also that he had sex with, uh, I mean, he didn't have sex, but he knows somebody that hooked up with Zell from Love and Hip Hop as well. But it was just so much TV and spilled. He started talking about, like, all these people. He said he didn't like Amber Rose. He said, like, the only person that, like, he fucks, he really fucks with from Philly, of course, like, Meek Mill. Um, and then Gigi McGuire, who's, like, this, um, she's retired now, but she's, like, she's basically, like, a stripper that started, like, the pole tricks. Like, she's one of, like, the stripper veterans. Like, she worked at Magic City. She was, like, the top girl at Magic, at Magic City. Like, all the, like, all the rappers talked about her and shit like that. Um, and then he fucked with Drea because he said like Drea really did like she used to be like a hoe but she really did like change her life and like now she's like a businesswoman and you know overcame like a lot of shit but yeah it was just a lot of juiciness in this interview how did how, so how is he famous like is he a, a, a you know somebody a journalist or like who is he how does he know all no, these people so, so he is come. So he just came out with a book. I forgot the name of the book. I'm gonna have to. I should get to it right now. Um, but yeah, he has a he has a book out. But um, he had like like a boutique that was like known for frequent. Oh, okay, okay. So that's how because he had a really high end boutique. Yeah. So it's called. It's called the name of the book is called Fatally, Fatally Flawless, Fatally Flawless. Flawless, and it's about like these three girls, um, 
who come from like three from different backgrounds and they get caught up like in the dating ballers, like, you know, dope boys and their whole lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um and he also said that he filmed the movie and stuff for already too. But it's like kind of like you know, um, like coldest winter ever. Like that's what people have been comparing it to. Ah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it sounds like a really good book and like really juicy. But yeah, yeah. Mm. I like the the coldest winter ever. My favorite book was called Fly Girl by Omar Tyree. That was my shit. Um, but anyway, moving on, guys. Cardi B is treating us all to a closer look at her stunning engagement ring on Friday. Migos of Offset, the rapper, he got on stage and at Power 99 Powerhouse concert in Philadelphia. Um, and later during the show, he uh, he proposed to Cardi B. She also shared a 360 view of the eight carat diamond on her Instagram page. She mm-hmm. said, "I just want to go. I just want. I just want to go to sleep and wake up and make sure this ain't no a dream." Thank you, God, for all these blessings. Thank you, babe, and intact offset. God really sent you to me. She wrote alongside, um, and she hit a video where she was, you know, pear shaping the ring. Her her ring is pear shaped, so she was kind of like, you know, showing everybody what what it did, what it do. I'm in a in a, a video of a proposal shared by Will Fargo Center on Twitter. Offset, he drops to one knee, and they scream wildly. Cardi B couldn't really be heard saying, you know, yes, but. You know, as he got up, you know, her excitement, he got up and he put the ring on her finger so we can only assume, obviously, she say yes. Um, so shortly after the performance, Offset also shared a video of Cardi B and A-Care Diamond Ring on his Instagram story. Cardi B, she followed up by sharing a photo of herself holding the ring on Instagram, writing, Jesus Christ, I'm so emotional. She tagged Offset again, I love you so much. Thank you for seeing the potential in me. Yet, you know, a lot of people didn't. For giving me advice, molding me, and loving me. You are such an amazing man. Your family, friends, kids, and you are extremely talented. I can't wait to spend forever with you. Let's make a let's make a lot of money and love together. The couple had been spending off engagement rumors for months now, which began earlier this summer. Cardi B quickly dispelled them, telling MTV during the 2017 VMA pre-show in August, I'm a woman, every woman I think wants to get married and wants to have children. It's never too early to get married. Now, you know, if you want to propose to me, you can. When asked if she expects pressure or exert pressure on her partner, um, she pretty much said, I don't got a pressure. You know what I'm saying? I put it down. Ain't no pressure, baby. Again, for those who didn't know, Cardi B and Offset began dating earlier this year. Jen, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's dope. Um, I definitely do see, I, I agree, you know, it's never too young to get married. Like, they're both wealthy. They're both, like, at the top of their game right now. If there's no other person that they would rather be with, then why not talk to that? I think a lot of times men are, you know, um, just afraid of, like, not being able to have new shit, but new shit ain't worse, you know, if you got the best of, this is the best person, the best person that you've ever been with, like, you know, it's time to settle down and try to fucking not. Um, but I just feel like, damn, I just feel like both of them probably have so many bodies, especially industry bodies up under their belt. So it's just like, how does that feel? Like, I don't know. I would, you have to be just a really strong person to 
deal with, because I'm sure, like, she's been with top rappers, top, top rappers, you know, or top athletes, and it's like being in a room with them and, and knowing they had your girl, like, that would, I mean, that would be kind of hard for me. Um, and vice versa, I'm sure he's been with some bad bitches, you know what I'm saying? Um, and also, I think it has a little bit to do with, like, their breakup. Not being a bad person, but I think when she posted that shit, like, you know, she's single. They probably had, like, a really bad blow-up. And she was like, nigga, I don't need you, you know. And he probably had to sit back and think about it, like, damn. Like, I don't want to lose this girl, you know, and realize, you know, I can't just play with her. And went ahead and man the fuck up. How did you feel? And I also think, not to, not to cut you off, go ahead. I know you're going to say how you feel, but I think this is maybe because it's cuffing season. It's the winter time. But also I think with Gucci Mane getting getting married, like a lot of hood niggas by the time I feel like, yeah, it's okay to have like a one woman man. I, I don't know why it like took for Gucci Mane to get married, but I mean, I really think you know, these ratchet niggas are starting to see, like, it's okay to be a one person, you know. But, yeah, how do you feel? In my opinion, number one, I think that it's a beautiful, beautiful. Um, that ring was crazy. So I think yeah. that was beautiful. Um, I also agree with Cardi B. You're never too young, you know, or it's never, you know, she's, you're never too young to get married. However, I do feel like they're in, like, the stage of the relationship where you want to get married. Really, before you see all the crazy negativity, before motherfuckers ain't putting out shit or when the money stops going, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all only see each other in, like, the good light, you know? So, and not only is it good light, but you're rising to the top. Everything is going perfect, you know You know what I'm saying? And you're not even perfect, but good, you know, good enough. Like, sure, we both got money, you know, woo-woo, you know. And like Jen also mentioned before, too. A man is going to woman marry a woman if he feels that, you know, shit, she may be a little bit too good for me. You know what I'm saying? So maybe mm-hmm. it was a situation like that, too. Like, shit, I'm about to get ready and uh, put this on, put this put this away. She's off market. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, she can't sit up there and just be like, I'm single. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not having that. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just a little too early. Just because, you know, when you with somebody for a few months, like I said, everything is popping. Everything is good, you know. So, yeah, I just hope that they do get married and they be together for a while and don't be, you know, and getting divorced and shit next year because Cardi B is pretty young still. So, but yeah. that's all. I'm still happy for them. Yeah, I'm happy for them too. And I do hope that it it works out. And, mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying, because I, I, do, I, do I do see Cardi B being like a loyal person. So, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. Offset being, you know, is able to keep, you know, the penis in his pants, you know. And right. I hope so. Do right. Yeah. Like, and I, I like Offset. Like, I think Offset's like, he's like my favorite, you know, in the group. I think he's like the cutest. I think he has the best flow. Like, so <laughs> it's, it's just good to see them, them two together. Um, <laughs> anyways, you guys, motorsports. Did you listen to the song, Miss Angel Fondrina? No, I tried to find it, but <laughs> every time I, like, try to look see, for it. Okay, that's the thing. So, Nico say, like, tease it, then they um, tease the song, and they release, like, a teaser of it. And the song is <laughs> um, Migos, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. 
And, um, yeah, like, I listened to it, like, in the song they talk cards, like, Cardi B, he, she talked about, you know, she mentioned one of her lines from, uh, I listened to it once, so I don't really know much, you guys, but um, she mentioned, like, one of her lines from Bloody Shoes, what's the name, what is the name of her damn song, I don't dance now, I make Bodak Yellow? Bodak Yellow, she mentioned, like, one of her lines from Bodak Yellow. And then she also said that she's a hip-hop Selena. And it was cute. And, you know, I do, re- I really do hope that Cardi B writes her raps. Like, I really, because, I, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to get back to that. But, um, you know, she she went the fuck off. Nicki Minaj, on the other hand, like, I was saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I know you didn't listen, but I'm going to get your opinion a little bit, and then I'm going to say my opinion. But, um. Yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't. It wasn't a great place. How do you feel about Nicki Minaj and Cardi B being on the track together? Well, I think that is interesting. You know, because people they were saying that they were beefing at first. So it's interesting to see that if they really were beefing, and you know, if not, then you know, was good with you know your relationship. I would like to see like people are already depicting. I'm sure parts. Um, their verses and, you know, saying who's better, who's worse, but I have no idea because I didn't hear it. So maybe it's like, you know, you played it or something like that, because I was trying to find it and I could not find it. Like, they kept having, like, these random verses, but then, like, Nicki Minaj verses, like, from, like, a different song and shit. So I was like, what the hell is this? Like, people playing games, you know, so, yeah, I couldn't find it. Yeah. Well, Cardi B, I mean not Cardi B, but Nicki Minaj. What I heard on the song, on the official song, it's on SoundCloud. Um, I don't know if it's like Migos to Cardi B or Nicki Minaj's official SoundCloud, but the song, the full song is on uh, SoundCloud. And Nicki Minaj verse was a disappointment, you know. And I think maybe that's why it wasn't released because she knew that she wasn't up to par. Like, it was really whack. Like, and it's I understand. Like, of course, she just sounded basic as fuck. Like, <laughs> I mean, she was not saying anything. I don't know what she said verbatim, but it was just stupid. Like, I was, listening, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this mm-hmm. is horrible. It, it sounds like the shit that she's been putting out lately. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it, like, with that verse, that solidified my feelings on is. Safari wrote her raps. Safari really did write her fucking rap. And he said that shit. He said that shit in interviews. He was like, y'all gonna see, because they're not together now with her music. And that's some real ass shit. And it's disappointing because it's just like she had such a good flow, and I believe that she, I really did put Nicki Minaj as one of the best rappers, male or female. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, wow, all this is for Jay. That's what I was saying. Like, with Cardi B, it's like, I really hope Cardi B is writing her raps. Like, I really hope niggas is not writing her raps. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, I'm getting tired of being disappointed by these female rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like the little Kims. And, oh, don't get me wrong. I know we have Lauren Hills and we have, um, what's, what's the new girl? Um, not Jeezy. Always in my mind when you waste it. Dash, Low. Day, not Deja, no, she's like too. Um, it's a new girl. Reezy, Yeezy, Dreezy. Like Dreezy's and you got Tinks and you know what I'm saying? Like I know there is women out here with flows, you know what I'm saying? But as far as like with these women that come and, and take over consistently, 
besides Lauren Hill, I, I feel like a lot of times it's like you put these women on a pedestal that's not worth it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I was just really disappointed in Nicki Minaj. Like, I really looked at her differently. Because I'm just like, you supposedly beefing with this girl for one. You know what I'm saying? For two, I just feel like you know niggas is going to compare your verse between you got two black women who have the top of their game on one track right now. Like, you know they're going to put y'all, pitch you against each other, even if you don't want to. You come out with this whack shit, dog, and it's just like, I want Cardi B to win, but it's like, Nicki Minaj been around for 10 years. Of course, I want the queen to stay a queen. Like, I, I want her to, like, it's just like, if, if you have Beyonce with any newcomer, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, give the, give this motherfucker they shine, but clearly I'm Beyonce. That's why what I expected from Nicki Minaj. Like, it's just like, yeah, you know, Cardi B can have a cute verse, but Nick, I'm about to body this shit. Like, I remember with, with listening to, what's the song, Motherfucking Monster? I'm a Motherfucking Monster. Whatever that shit with Kanye was. I can't think of no song today. But to, in my opinion, Nicki Minaj had the best verse. And you was on a track full of niggas. Jay-Z, Kanye West, you know what I'm saying? Like, all these niggas. And it's like, you let Cardi B and the Migos sound better than you. Well, maybe she did it on purpose. Maybe. Maybe. And that's why I, I feel like she had to go back to drawing more. Like, I feel like that shit wasn't released because they knew, they knew it was horrible. They knew it was horrible. What was she saying? Yeah. She like, I put my shirt on and I put my shirt on. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Lying Damn. Rita. Rita, like mine. Why? <laughs> you like what? That's Shut the fuck up. You're so funny. So, I'm going to tell you about some shit that's not so funny. Houston, Texas owner, Texans owner, Bob McNair, reportedly met with the team Saturday morning and apologized for his comments that we can have the inmates, we can't have the inmates running the prison during a meeting of the NFL owners about the players who protested by kneeling during the national anthem. So, for those who kind of got Confused, Bob McNair, who is the te- the owner of the Houston Texans, um, he pretty much compared the you know the kneelers to inmates as if they're running the prison by you know protesting against the national anthem, which is ridiculous. Um, McNair's comments remark caused a firestorm of criticism from the athletes inside and outside the NFL and prompted an initial and an immediate apology from the 79-year-old Friday. McNair told uh, Houston Chronicles, I know they were upset about his meeting with the players. I wanted to answer their questions. I told them if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't use that expression. Two Texan players statewide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins and running back Deonta Foreman, excuse me, left the team's Friday practice after McNair's, now look at me, I'm up there messing up all the words, thanks to Jeanne, Jeanne, let me put a curse on everybody. No, <laughs> McNair's remarks were um, initially made public and the Chronicle reported that every player on the team was planning to make the trip to Seattle for the Texans game against the Seahawks. We decided to go to work. Uh, offense tackled, uh, excuse me, Mr. Brown, uh, Dwayne Brown. I'm sorry, y'all know, know nobody's name. But um, told the crowd, 
Saturday. This situation is not over. It's something that will convene and talk about again, but we had practice. McNair's released the second statement Saturday afternoon and insisted that he wasn't referring to the players with his very regretful comment. Instead, he was referring to a relationship between the league office and the team's owners and how they have been making significant strategies and decisions affecting their league without adequate input from the ownership over the past few years. He then apologized to the NFL saying, I am truly sorry to the players for how this has impacted them and their recession that it has created of me, which could not be further from the truth. Our focus going forward personally and as an organization will be toward making meaningful, meaningful progress regarding the social issues that mean so much to our players and our community. Um, so, Jen, do you think that Bob McNair is sorry about it, uh, or is he just a racist? We all do. <laughs> what? You, you know, you know. <laughs> so, Jen, do you think that he is the racist that we all knew or the racist that we all knew? <laughs> <laughs> he's the racist that we all knew, and he's the racist that we all knew. How about, yeah. how about that? Like, yeah. I mean, come on. Why would you make such, especially right now, with tensions being this high, and yeah. clearly there being a reason for the protest? Would you would you compare these NFL players to prisoners? And you could say whatever, but it's just like we well, all know the deal. Like yes, they're getting millions, but you bitches are getting billions sitting in your offices, right. not doing a damn thing. It's it's a clear difference, okay? Like, Norton shit. It's crazy I talked about it. Yeah, being rich is cool, but you're not you not making a move. These motherfuckers making one, two, three billion dollars a year. They're the, they're the ones that are calling the shots. So it's just like for you to be that disrespectful. He got to go. Like he, I mean, he just has to be done. Exactly. Like he, he should have been retired a long time ago. Like I don't understand. I'm just. It's just like I'm getting to the point where it's just like I'm starting to block all the racist shit now because it's like, I mean, people are going to feel how they're going to feel. You know, it's not going to affect my life. I'm not going to let it affect my life. But part of me is I also feel like I, I am happy that I find out this stuff about certain people so that I, 10 years from now, will still not participate in anything that is affiliated with this person. You know, I got I got a whole block list for you bitches. Mm-hmm. People that I am not supporting. Dove, what is his name? Ben Owens, Ben Carson. <laughs> like fuck fuck all the bitches. Like for real. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel like he's just an idiot. He should have been retired a long time ago. He should definitely understand the impact this has made um, on people, on especially the African-American community. And for you to sit up there and compare them to prisoners, people who've murdered or killed or robbed or stole or, you know, it, it's just, it's appalling because these men, they worked hard to get to where they are. You know, they had really mm-hmm. good talent. And for you to compare them to somebody who's in prison, not even in the jail, not a city, a, a prison, it just let you us know, everybody know what everybody's been thinking is and that you really can care less about, you know, these people and, and for you to say something like that just because they're kneeling is ridiculous. You know, it's like nobody's saying anything about, you know, how just 
just anything. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's keeping their mouth shut, and it's like, why are y'all so mad? Like, and somebody, who else made a point? I think it was on the Angela Rye show, I believe, but somebody was saying, like, oh, no, 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 it was that one interview that we, uh, me and you, we uh, talked about on the Angela Rye show. Oh, it was on her show. She was interviewing the uh, journalist, but I believe during that, he was, he had mentioned that, um, you know, people are upset about the players kneeling, but during National Anthem, there are people over there getting a hot dog or paying for their food, just getting out the bathroom. They're not all standing. They're not all saying that, you know, the American the Anthem. So why are you getting mad about the players? Like, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? <laughs> You're right. So, yeah. Just stupid. Yeah. Just stupid. He's an idiot. Just just real stupid. Fuck, fuck all the bitches. <laughs> fuck the dumb fuck shit. Fuck all them. <laughs> fuck that dumb shit. <laughs> yo, Gotti. Yo, Gotti. I say all my hoes. Break it up. Put it down. Pack it up. Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. He fucked it up on the breakfast. Well, you know, he didn't fuck it up on the breakfast club. He was on the breakfast club, spitting that knowledge. I, you know. I don't really listen to his music, but I, I did enjoy the interview. But they talked about, like, it, it being, like, his ninth album. That he's always still been, like, pretty low-key, and that he's, like, steadily inclining. And, uh, you know, being, like, his businessman, and he talked about how he's put on, like, two big rappers who are, you know, of the moment. Like, um, what is what is the guy that makes? Why can I not think of nobody's fucking name today? And I and I know all these people like some all the time, but the guy that makes uh boo boo twerk, girl let me see you twerk, girl let me see you twerk booty. What who makes that? Black youngster mm-hmm. like he's talking about. He talked on he talked about like putting on black youngster. Who by the way did you guys know he was like a fat boy on Friday that was like no oh let me get some chili chili fritos. He was like no this this mop on uh he's like this mop on oh, really? fat boy. But he just said, you know, like, ain't no beef. And 
um, you know, he was also, I felt like he was kind of getting a little offended in some of the, the interview or whatever like that. But, um, he was talking about, um, like, people, they were like, oh, you know, didn't think that you can come better than, you know, break it up. And, I mean, or the song prior, what was it, down in the DM, and now you got break it up. And he was like, I don't know if I should be offended about it. Like, what y'all thought I was going to be doing? Just nothing? Like, shut up. Calm down. Right? It's not even that serious. Right. You know? Like, nobody really cared, honestly. Like, if your music, I shouldn't even say this, but in my opinion, if his music never, like, existed, I, I would still be fine. Like, I would so be if his music, If his music never existed. Oh, your daddy. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's no shade, but I mean. Yeah, no shade. I was just, I'm just saying, I don't be like cause just because he's just a. People miss his like seem to love him, but it's just I've never connected mm-hmm. with his music. Like if if Yo Gotti comes on the club, don't get me wrong, like I definitely, right. you know, will you know get hyped, but it's just I just never really looked at him like that. Like I really don't feel like music industry is missing anything. Bye. Yeah. If he didn't exist, well, that's hard to say, but I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So also <laughs> on the Breakfast Club, Keisha Kaylor took um took to break from her nuptial bliss to sit down with them, and then on Friday she kind of squashed. Well, she did squash the rumors about her children. Um, me and Jean, we discussed last week or even last episode about how Keisha Kaylor, she you know, was the people were posting that she had kids and she was like, No, I don't. I don't have no kids, you know, woo woo. So, um, but she the new bride, she's been dogged with the rumors that she has secret children in her native Jamaica. She took to Twitter last week to deny them, like I just stated, but did confirm to the Breakfast Club that she has children in Atlanta with whom she raises with Gucci Mane. Gucci and I both have children. We do, she said, adding that they all attended the wedding. Though she did not go into how many children she has, um, Keisha Kaylor explained that she keeps quiet about them because she wants them to enjoy their childhood. It's a situation where I am a proud to be a mother, but at the same time, I need to be private. I don't want them in a limelight. I don't want them to be on social media. I need them to go to school and just be children. She also explained that she couldn't have children in Jamaica because she left the islands when she was only 10 years old following the killing of her father. It is not clear when and how the rumor started about Keisha Kaylor, but she thinks that someone likely made it up to attack her relationship. They live with us, and she, uh, they, they all live with us, she said about the kids. And we have a blended family, and we have a lot of fun, and they are spoiled, and they are happy. And that's it. Jeanne, what do you... What are your feelings? Because we talked about this last week, and she denied the kids, and now her flipping the story and being honest about it. How do you feel? I mean, did she not? Did she say she didn't have the kids, or did she just say she don't have any kids in Jamaica? I don't think she never liked. She, I think she said, "I don't have kids in Jamaica." Yeah. Yeah, like I don't think she came out that I was like, "Yeah, I don't have kids." I mean, I fuck with it. I think it's it's a it's a slippery slope because I feel like a lot of times you know, with celebrities or with just people in general. It's this whole Instagram life that really does not matter. But you feel like if you don't post your children or if you don't post your man, then it's just like they don't exist or that's not a priority. And it's just a lot of times 
people showed you on social media what they want to show you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she has a great relationship with her children and with Gucci's children, but her relationship with them is not something that she feels the need to boast about or to talk about online. And I can totally understand it because people are cruel, you know, and they will rip these kids apart and they will, you know what I'm saying, talk shit about whatever, you know. Um, I know now, though, motherfuckers, they digging. So now that, you know, we all know that they have children, we're gonna, I'm sure we're going to find out in the next couple weeks, picture, we're going to see pictures yeah. mm-hmm. and what school they go to and everything else. Because now people want to know, like, okay, where, where are the kids at? Let me see the kids. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. I was just like, okay, well, she said she don't have kids in Jamaica or in Africa, or whatever. But she, um, she still really didn't mention the deal. Um, I'm glad she did tell everybody on the Breakfast Club. But it's like, wow, no wonder you know she held him down all of that time. And that's probably what he meant by she held her him down. She's probably taking care of the kids and the family and really held that shit down. So I would like to know how many kids they got together and, you know, like to see photos and stuff of them. And that would be interesting. Yeah. So anyways, Jean, let's go into that question of the day and a little bit of why we're going to discuss this. Um, so question of the day, um, is it okay for bitch at the time of endearment when talking to women? And I came up with that because, I mean, this is kind of, like, I feel like sometimes he can like something I've seen, like, with you. And, um, you know, as a gay as a gay man, I've never really felt comfortable with referring to women as bitch. Like, I do use bitch, but it's like when I'm talking about, like, these mystical figures or not really mystical figures, but when I'm talking about, like, celebrities, even though I know they're real people, but it's just, like, they're not somebody I know personally. Like, my opinion of them, I know does not matter. It's me joking. It's me talking. I'm referring to someone. But I've just never really used – I've never really called someone that was close to me that is a woman, uh, like, bitch in their face. I just have a normal conversation, like, hey, bitch. But I definitely do, like, with, with – I, I think of, like, two of my, like, gay male friends to where I have that relationship and where we sit and call each other bitch all day. But it's just not really something that I don't really feel comfortable. You know, I I mean, I see it, you know, um, but I never really felt like it would be appreciated coming from me rather than, like, a woman. Especially, it was funny because I was listening to The Read, which is another podcast I talk about all the time, and they were talking about, like, how it is, even though, you know, there are gay men, there are certain privileges that certain groups, like, people a lot of times consider me, even though I do have feminine ways, the most part people consider me, like, a masculine gay man. You know, when you if you don't know me, I don't think it's going to, you know, unless you're talking about, like, gay men or gay stuff, it's, I'm, it's not outwardly, like, you know, you're going to know I'm gay. Like, I mean, and it's not something I'm proud of. I don't, I really don't give a fuck if you knew I'm gay right away. But a lot of times when people meet me and I come, and I'm and not really telling about I talk about, like, my boyfriend, they be like, oh, damn, I didn't know you were gay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, um, 
you know, I think it's just like those, it's a different layer. I think because people do look at me as more of like a masculine individual, they would take me saying like bitch the same way they would take a cis heterosexual male saying bitch, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I've just never really felt comfortable. You know, it just, it just doesn't feel right for me to refer to a woman as, you know, a bitch that, you know, in a topic of conversation that I really fuck with. What about you? As a woman, how do you feel, Miss Angel? As a woman, I don't really have men. I don't really know men <laughs> like that a straight or gay that would just sit up there and call me like, hey, bitch, you know, I think um, I think the only person that has called me a bitch you know, and like as a joking way, was actually Chris. So, oh, wow. that <laughs> so that just shows. I don't. I don't know anybody who you know be like, oh, bitch, fool. You know what I'm saying? I know girls, women who do it all the time. I got a lot of my cousins. And, you know, they so hood. They like, oh, they ask, they ask for your ass. And I don't talk that way. Like I don't just be like, shut up, bitch. You know what I'm saying? But if like. You know, I'm with, like, some girls, and a girl, like, the bitch, I'm like, bitch, 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 we saying bitch all night, you know, so, yeah. so but other than that, like, I, I tone it down, because I don't be one to try and talk like that, it's my son, or, you know, I don't want him to pick up bad habits or bad words, and, you know, I'm not trying to use it so recklessly that, you know, especially around him, just, like, so, he he would think it's nothing and, you know, possibly pick that word up and start calling it to girls or something like that. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to raise right. him to be a monster. So, um, right. so, yeah, but even on Facebook, like, you would never really see me calling nobody. Even if I was talking to my husband about some female, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he was just like, oh, she was digging on me. I wouldn't be like, well, that bitch, I'd be like, well, you know, you are attractive, but put that shit in check. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, well, you know, because I just would like to take it out. But, um, I feel like it really once again depends too um on the type of relationship that you have with that that person. You know, if y'all have a good, cool relationship, then maybe that's fine for a gay man to use the word bitch. But you know, if you don't like you meet somebody the first time, like what the are you doing, bitch? Like what? Hold the fuck up! Like I don't fucking know you. Like you know what I'm saying? So that could be a different too. But I don't know. It just everybody's different, so it depends on everybody's relationship. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. So mm-hmm. um, so yes, yes, guys, we're gonna get ready and in confession session. But before we end this evening, Jean, what are you confessing your love for? So this week, I'm confessing my love for uh, Dr. Irma uh, McLaurin. Uh, she's actually someone that I've come to know, like, in my personal life. Um, she has a doctorate in anthropology. She's also, like, a, a black feminist activist. Um, and she's written, like, a ton of books, um, very well known. But, I, I, you know, I've been blessed to meet, you know, such a great person. I actually, you know, I've been wanting to, you know, want you know, the the podcast, well, she is a group of one of the people that not a person that I would love to interview and just get, like, their outlook on life in general. But we really have, like, good conversations every time I talk to her. And, um, you know, like, even um, I seen her today, and we were talking about, like, you know, the views of 
how people view, like, black Americans, like, black people from other countries and, you know, and, like, how a lot of times how um, black people, even from, like, the Caribbean, they feel like, okay, well, y'all been here all the time. Why are y'all not winning? Or, like, how she, she said that people, you know, they get surprised by her accolades with her being a black American and her being articulate in how she speaks because um, she has curly hair and, you know, this this reddish brown skin. And a lot of people like, and I'm sorry, it's like the same thing with me. It's like, you know, um, people, you know, they get like the, the West Indian vibes because it's like, okay, well, you look a little different and, you know, you're not a hood rat. So clearly you can't be from America, you know, and it's just, and she was explaining like how, it's that that even black people from different countries feel that way, and she's well, she's written books on, you know, uh, black women in Belize, and you know, she also had a, a piece on um, being a black woman in America um, that went viral, and um, I just think she's just really dope, and you know, just inspiring. And every time I, I see her, you know, I like to catch up and um, have, uh, you know, long conversations. She's also writing a book called Confessions of a Barstool Diva. And also, um, it's like a mix of that and also um, being like a black woman, you know, in America, in this state, in this economy. So, yeah. One day, you know, she's she's the kind of the person that I would like to interview for the show. So. Um, yeah, but that's what I'm confessing my love for, Dr. Emma McLaurin. She's so dope. If you don't know her, Google her because you should, honey. But, yeah, who are you confessing your love for this week? Well, that was a positive thing. Um, I can't wait to, you know, the interview goes on and, you know, just keep, you know, keep talking to her and getting that, you know, that knowledge because we all love to listen and gain knowledge from those who knows what they're talking about. Um, I am confessing my love for this evening, um, passing along good vibes and good information. Um, so... The other day, I was out to eat, and um, I was talking to this woman, and she was just talking to me about her church and how her um, family, they recently moved, and how she's uh, been looking for good churches and stuff like that, and she just started talking about this church that she goes to and her family, and um, and I was just thinking, you know, like, that got me, you know, back, man, I haven't been to church in a long time, and I would like to start back looking for churches. That conversation made me think, like, okay, I'm in a new area now myself. Like, I haven't been to church in a few years, you know, and so I would like to go back, start back going to church, you know, take some time out of my Sunday and go to church and do what I got to do. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. So I'm, I'm excited that I got that good word and that wants me to get myself back in the church and see what God has in store for us. Um, but, yes, I'm just confessing my love for good vibes and good information. All right? Well, guys, I just want to say, Jen, did you have anything else to say? No. Um, who are you confessing your love for this week? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm confessing my love for passing along good information, good vibes, positivity. <laughs> Guys, Jean is such a clown. See, I'm going to get him back, and it's not going to be like this. It's going to be something totally different. You're not going to expect it, Jean. You're not going to expect it. <laughs> um, <laughs> everybody, thank you so much 
for tuning in and listening to us this evening. You guys can expect to hear from us next Thursday, November 2nd. It's already November, Scorpio season at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. We want to hear from you, so ask us all the questions. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, subscribe, and tag us in that link in those drama. This is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm Elzo, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession. Good night, loser. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.